Isn't that neat for us to see a perspective that oftentimes people don't get? Um, can I be honest with you? Whenever we hear names of officials, oftentimes we go to the negative. We hear the word policeman. Oh, you know, we hear lawyer. Oh, we hear a politician. Oh, and I can sense that in people. Why? Why do we have this, and I don't know why we have this image, maybe because of media, maybe personal experience, possibly, but, but oftentimes it's what we hear. And what we hear is not always true. And I don't know why it is, but we, we, have, uh, we have a major problem in America and again, this year, if you haven't been following what we're trying to accomplish this year, we are attempting, in Carl's version of, biblical worldview. We see how the world looks at things, American culture looks at things, versus how is a Christian supposed to look at it. And if we're listening only to the world's ideas, we will start making them our own ideas. If you tell somebody something long enough, loud enough, eventually they'll believe it, whether it's true or not. These poor kids, all they've heard is evolution is truth. In fact, well, okay, evolution is truth and it's based on facts. If you tell somebody something long enough, they'll just say, okay, I give, because the, the population believes this. You'll see in the scriptures, oftentimes it is the minority that is bringing forth truth. When Israel was the nation on fire under Solomon, they were the minority in the world that light was going from them to the world to, to understand who Jehovah is and the wisdom, etc. And sadly, in most times, the majority don't understand, don't know, or have not accepted the truth. We're going to be talking over the matter of weeks. We're going to, of course, have a little bit of a break for, for Easter, a couple of weeks on Easter. We're, we're, we're going to talk about uh, authority, and we're going to talk about the word submission that goes along with the word authority. Pennsylvania is a really cool place. Uh, my wife and I, as we would travel around, uh, we, would, we would come across these uh, old, old, one-lane covered bridges. I don't know if you've ever gone through one or not. It is really fascinating. Matter of fact, oftentimes I would stop, pull over, and then go in and observe the craftsmanship. These things have stayed a, a long, a long time. And uh, what you'll notice is there's one lane. So that means if there's a car coming this way, and there's a car coming this way, somebody's got to yield because you're not both going to fit. So you would come up and you would kind of position your vehicle. It's like, is there anybody coming through already? If not, then I'm going to start. And then after a while, if another car is coming, they see you, they need to stop and yield, submit to them. Because why? They have the right of way. It's interesting, you'll see on this side of the bridge is the word yield. Meaning yield to any vehicle that is coming through. And if you go through and then you turn around and come back the other side, guess what you're going to see on the other side? The word yield. 
Everyone has to yield, no matter which side you're on, no matter where you're at in life. We all have to yield or submit somewhere. There is no one on this earth exempt from submission. No one. The only one that doesn't submit is God. We submit to him. I do not know why it is, but when we use the word or say the word submit, it's almost like it's a, a bad word. It's like, me submit to them? Immediately, you see, when we use the word submit, it, we think that means less than. Don't have the power, don't have the authority, we're, we're not as good. Submission has nothing to do with that type of a ranking. It's just understanding there is, there is government that God has created in everything. Sunday nights, we won't talk about probably Sunday morning much, but sun, uh, Sunday nights we're talking about government of the local church. How is it, what is the ranking? How, how does this whole thing work? And the same thing with, as we're talking this morning, about the government of a nation. Not just ours, but every nation has a form of government. And so we have ours, which I think is based on Scripture and is the best. And I'll put this little highlight in right now. Uh, we have all the information back in our library, and I would encourage you to get it out some point. It is Pilgrim Institute that gives you a, an incredibly great overview of the history of our, our country and understanding government. And much of that, as they will use this phrase, is that the government is trying to promote and help you and I to self-govern. That we will make right choices based on laws. And that's a lot of what we, we, are, we, are, we are seeing. And so, submission is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And as we read some scripture here today, we, we won't be spending a long time. Of course, I'm, um, I wanted to yield this time to, uh, to Marlon and to be able to share. But I just have a few concepts that I want to share with you today. And we're in 1 Peter in chapter number 2. 1 Peter in chapter 2. Again, I won't be preaching a lot of this text today. I'm just going to show you a couple of concepts from it reading again a lot of my notes today so that I can be uh, pointed and get the job done clearly. Um, but there are, there are some important things here we'll probably uh, cover again. First uh, Peter, chapter number 2. We're going to start in verse number 12. If you found that, please stand. First Peter 2, verse 12. Let's stand and read this together. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereof they speak against you as evildoers... They may be by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. That's free. Not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God. Can you say this last phrase with me? Honor the king. 
Father, as we look at your word briefly, bless this time and use it for your glory. We thank you uh, for the testimony that we've heard today. And I know that this can be can be shared by many that are leading our country, that they love you. They love your word. They are put into this position because you have ordained it. God, help those who are in leadership over us. That you will give them wisdom because it affects us. It affects the world that we live in. So help our president, vice president, all that are in leadership over us. Give them incredible wisdom, direction. And we thank you, Father, how you can use men and women to make a change in a country. And I pray, Lord, that we will see that even of ourselves. Over and over again, you took one person. And you transformed all that they were around, their homes, their communities, even their country, over and over again. You took that which is, well, the world would look at as, as simple, uneducated. And you would use that individual to transform lives. God, may you use us to affect those that we are around. Thank you. And well, thank you for Jesus' sake. Amen. And you may be seated. The captain of a ship looked into the dark night and saw faint lights in the distance. Immediately, he told his uh, signal man to send a message. Alter your course 10 degrees south. Promptly, the return message was received. Alter your course 10 degrees north. Well, the captain was angry. His command had been ignored. So he sent a second message. Alter your course 10 degrees south. I'm the captain. Soon another message was received. Alter your course, captain, 10 degrees north. I am the seaman, third class Jones. Immediately the captain sent a third message. Knowing the fear that it would evoke. Alter your course 10 degrees south. I... I'm a battleship. Then the reply came. Alter your course 10 degrees north. I'm the lighthouse. (laughs) It's amazing how power struggles hit. I'm in charge. No, I'm in charge. Who's in charge? And who has to submit? Who has to yield? That's what we're always questioning. Why is it so hard for us to yield to authority? It's as though we cringe to even hear the word submit. It's as though it's a curse word. I can't use that. I wouldn't say that. Years ago, I was at a wedding. It was a short one. It was 90 plus degrees outside and hot. And these poor guys were in their black tux. And I'm like, they're like, please make this quick. I'm like, I'm good with that. So, and it was a rough crowd. When I say it was a rough crowd, it was a really rough crowd. But these two wanted me to marry them, and I, and I agreed to it. And, uh, and really, so that I could share the gospel with the crowd. And so I had to, of course, abridge that, and I did. had a chance to give the gospel what Jesus means and what the picture is in the home between Christ and, the, and his church versus the, uh, the husband and the wife. And so I was able to share some things. And I was young, naive, I guess. I'm just 
sharing the word. And it was time for the wedding vows that they gave to me. And they wanted to repeat these. And they chose the traditional vows. The old traditional vows for the wife to say to the husband, use the word submit. And she, and when I got to that point, she knew what she was going to be saying to him. And for some reason, when I said and that I will submit to your leadership, she stopped and she looked at me. And the crowd began to laugh, just like you. They began to like yell out, her submit to him? It'll never happen. And we do. We, it, it, it is funny, but it's really zero funny when it comes to real life. I don't even know if they made it. Probably not. Because we're not doing it God's way, we're doing it our way. Even in our culture, we laugh at submission. There's nothing laughing, no laughing going on in this text. There's no comedy. There's no, hey, if you want to do this, or when it's convenient you can, it is imperative. Submit. This is God's will. Are you sensing the authority within this text? Our culture, we think in our minds that I'm not going to submit unless I want to. Do you realize submission doesn't happen when we agree? Submission happens when we disagree. Someone has to yield the right away to the other. If we're both going in the same direction, there's no yielding. We're just going together. But when somebody raises up a direction change or I would like to implement this or I'd like to do this. Whoa, whoa, you can't change this. Someone is have to, would have to give. Why is it so hard for us to yield to authority? Submitting to authority is a command to the Christian, not a suggestion. We're going to talk about this later on. We're, these are the subjects. We're going to deal with government today and probably a little bit next week too. I don't think I'll get it done today. We also have uh, the matter of understanding a submission when it comes to, to within a local church. And we have also the home. We have to talk about the submission that happens within the home. And then we're going to also going to be talking about our submission to God to close this thing out. And... That's why Jesus is called the Lord Jesus Christ. Master, Savior, Messiah. What happens to a nation that has improper government? Matter of fact, we can see that over and over again in the Scriptures we see it even in the book of Judges. When every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Oh, you think we should go this Oh, just go ahead and do that. I'm going to go over here. Oh, okay, you go that way. And there's no clear direction at all. There was no king yet. God was to be their king, but they were rejecting him. And so what happened to the nation of Israel when they decided, 
do whatever you want. If there's no clear document giving what to do and what not to do, do whatever you want. By the way, that's what the world would like. That's what Hollywood would like. As long as it lines up with them. Are you, are you, okay. So, what happens? What we see in Judges is, and other portions of Scripture, when we see a nation putting away the Word of God, that chaos, destruction, murder, stealing, and all of these other things that create chaos amongst people begins to take place. We have seen it on our own TVs many times. When a protest breaks out, what happens? Okay, so we have, you know, certain lives matter and certain lives don't matter. Well, I believe, as I've seen many billboards and other signs through our community, every life matters. We all matter. We're all important to God. Okay, not one above the other. None. You understand? That means we... We white people aren't better than anybody else either. Okay, we're equal. If it's either equal or it's not equal. But each seems to want to elevate its own. And so when we see the protests begin to happen, and we have people that are basically governing themselves now. There's no, there's no authority, there's no police, there's no one right on top of them. And this is what we have seen happen when man is left to himself. They begin to break into stores, loot those stores, destroy the place. I have personally witnessed them then getting on top of police cars, busting out the windows, jumping on them, turning them over. That's going to prove it all. That, that, that's going to give a real resolve. Do you understand how asinine that is? They scream about the rights. And yet they just took the rights away of other, other truly innocent people. What about the owner of that store who has worked and saved and is making payments and now he's got to give this into insurance and all the chaos that's happening, now the bars have to be bigger and deeper for them to protect their own store when they're shut down. Oh, the hypocrisy of it all. We need government. And that's what this whole text is trying to show you and I. That government is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And it's good for a people. Our text shows the wisdom which comes from God that transcends time. This is good for any generation, all generations. And even when King Jesus comes back to this earth and He sets it right, there will be government and it will be right. And we will be part of all of that, praise the Lord, as kings and priests unto our God. In this text, you'll see that these positions of governors, kings, etc., and we do see order, which we'll probably talk about next week, are laid out to affect a local community that if someone is an evil doer, they then are punished. So that means bad people go to jail. 
Marlon, as we were talking, he said, I just want to try to share with the people that politicians are real people. Policemen, firemen, those who work in the hospitals, those who are lawyers, those who are in government, all were all real people. Your preacher, as an elected, positioned leader in this church, I'm a real person. You can't put me up on some type of a pedestal. God speaks against that. I'm a normal Christian. I got saved the same way you got saved. I got the same Holy Spirit that you received. I have the same Bible, and I'm going to get a mansion like you. I got the same golden streets, the same pearly gates to look at. Equal. Across the board. But sometimes, sometimes we elevate man and forget that we're all sinners that are saved by grace. And in anything any organization, biblically and as we see it in our culture, in any position, there are good ones and there's bad ones. There's good police and we know there's bad police. There's good politicians and they're bad. This last week I saw on the news, we have some former preacher that was selling drugs or wanted to buy drugs from a prostitute. She turned them in and everything. So now we have a preacher that is perverted. And we see it all the time. There's good preachers, there's bad preachers. Anywhere you look. They are raised up to have a chain of command to help those that are localized how to protect you and I, the innocent, so that we cannot fear going to church. So that we can fe- not fear, excuse me, going to church. We, we don't fear when we're going to the store to buy something. We don't walk around in fear because we know that there's someone there that is going to run to our aid and protect us and put their own lives on the line to protect an innocent person. Why are they the bad guys? They're not. May I have, if there are some here today, I'm not sure if any of our officers are here. If you choose not to stand up, that is fine. But if you are a police officer, you are here this morning service, would you stand? Is there any? I'm looking around. We have Officer Hutt. Any others? I know Danny is not here. Joe is, most likely Joe is patrolling, literally, right now our halls. If not, he's probably on duty or maybe homesick. I'm not sure. But we have Danny and other officers that are, are serving. Danny said, hey, Carl, is it okay? Once in a while, he goes, I got a patrol car out there, and I'm getting a call, and I got to go take care of something. I might leave and then be able to come back into service again. And I'm like, I don't care. It's awesome. These guys don't get a break. They're constantly looking out to protect somebody, help somebody. There's a wreck and involved with so many things. Do you ever d- deliver any babies yet, Scott? Not, you didn't get to do that one yet. Okay. This call of duty, who knows what they're going to walk into? And they do it. And would literally put their lives on the line for us. We are to honor those that are in authority over top of us, Christians. 
I was hoping a little stronger amen on that one. I'll admit, that was like one of these really important parts of this whole message. Whether it is our president, vice president, governor, the whole list, those who are in a position over us, we yield to them as they have been given this position to ultimately make sure that what we are doing is going to be best for the country down to the individual that we can lead a quiet, peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. And that's why we pray for them. The authority of government was established to protect the innocent and to bring judgment to the criminal. Matter of fact, it's interesting. That's what he tells us in verse 14. There is a, a punishment, a justice that needs to happen and even could be translated the word vengeance. When a man takes the life of another and murders them, rapes, hurts an entire family that will the rest of their lives be affected because of the choice of one person to steal, to hurt, to rape, etc. That person is the bad person. They're not the victim. They say, but all they had bad parents. I don't care who raised them. I don't care what they were taught. That person made a choice to hurt others. They're not a victim. They're the bad guy. And they need to pay for what they've done wrong. Those they've hurt are the victims. And there needs to be a vengeance that is performed. And that's why government is established. Police. The, the, the court system to establish what's right, what's wrong. And those of us who have sat in courts and sat through this, the judicial system... Um, based on legislation and what we see in enforced as result doesn't take away the pain, but it does help us to realize one thing. They're at least not going to do it to somebody else. I was part of a guy that went away for 110 years. He needed it. That guy was a really bad dude. And to have him loose on the streets would not be safe for our, our culture or our, our society. And I was part of that group to saying, guilty, guilty, guilty. And he got everything coming to him. And I'm going to tell you right now, rightfully so. And we sat around and we debated as a jury. There was one person there that was leaning toward, they didn't prove anything to me, let the guy go. And the rest are going, what? We, they spent an hour trying to let this lady know of all the evidence that came up so clear. And sadly, the negative was the younger officer didn't document one thing. And that's where this one was saying, oh, let him go, let him go. The rest were like, hey, it wasn't the officer's fault. This guy's a bad dude. Oh, the system. And we say, oh, it works, it doesn't work. We can have our opinions. But until you're there, until you're part of it, we're just armchair coaches. 
We're just seeing it from our perspective as we're seeing it. Let those that are in the position do their job. We support and we pray for them. And we'll talk next week. Of course, if they go against the law of God, we don't submit to that. We'll talk about that. So this, what we're talking about, should sound a lot like the pattern of God. The pattern God establishes about himself. He is a protector of his children and will protect and bring vengeance on those who hurt the innocent. Romans 12. 19, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. This is a pattern that God has established for Israel. You read a lot of the Psalms, how David would say, he is my shield, my buckler, he's my tower that I run into, he's a protector because the enemies want to take me out. They're trying to kill me without a cause. And yet God says, I will protect And even if bad happens to you, I will vindicate. I will make sure that it is made right. This is even a key to understanding the phrase, the day of the Lord. A key phrase in prophecy that you see both in the old as well as the revelation. And 1 Thessalonians in chapter number 5. The day of the Lord is when God says, you're in trouble, people. Or... I'm here to run to your aid, people. It's both. You say, how can it be both? Well, he will destroy those who resist his authority. He will cast them eventually during the day of the Lord and beyond into the lake of fire. The Antichrist, the false prophet, those who are going to follow and going to blaspheme God's name and they're going to hate God. God will then bring a justice because he is not only taking out the evil. Those who would oppose God and hate. And by the way, the characteristic of those people is drug abuse, murders, fornications, idolatry. What we talked about last week are all of what he's talking about that needs to have justice performed on. And God will do that in the day of the Lord. And they will be sent then to the lake of fire. While at the same time, he's going to run to the aid of those who have believed. If I could simply say it, the same water that destroyed the earth lifted up Noah and his family and saved them. That's a picture of the day of the Lord. The same waters either saved or destroyed. So therefore, submit. Submit your heart to Jesus Christ. Agree with God that you are a sinner. Believe He sent His only Son to die on the cross for your sin. Believe He rose again the third day from the dead. And then pray. Pray by faith to God that you will receive your forgiveness that is done through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank You for Your Word. Bless this time. Use it for Your glory and honor. We thank You for what we have learned so far.